morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Amateur Otaku Podcast. How is everybody doing out there? I am Brandon Alvarado, the Scarlet fan here, and I'm really excited to be here to talk anime with you guys, and not just any anime, an anime film that took the world, not just Japan, by storm. And we're going to talk about that film known only as Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Mugen Train. Um, it's now considered to be the highest grossing film, anime film in Japan. Um, bunch of fans of the Demon Slayer anime love this film. And we finally had the opportunity of watching it. Um, um, Isaac over there in Sweden, via Bakunim, and me via Funimation. We finally were able to see the film. And we're really excited to talk about it. So thank you for joining us as we discuss Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, the movie, the arc, the event, the moment. Isaac, Mugen Train. What's up, man? What's up? Well, I'm very tired. Very tired. Why are you tired? But, uh, we're, we're, I mean, didn't you sleep on the train? No, I did not. And uh, also, uh, by the way, you know, about the whole box office thing... World Heroes Missions, uh, the latest My Hero, has uh, surpassed the first anime film's box office in 10 days. So I do think we have... So it, a... beat, so it beat Mugen Train? I, sh- I send you the, crunch, uh, the link. So it beat Mugen Train? I don't know exactly the details, but it did quite well and had done quite well in Japan so far. But anyway, anyway, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the movie is worth uh, this at the uh, uh, currently rather weak season, so, so to speak, yeah, depending on how you. <laughs> well, well, here, the, here, but there's a big difference. We're talking about Demon Slayer, not not Hero Academia in this episode. Yeah, yeah, but, yes. but but interestingly enough, my Hero Academia, it's weird because. Their movies are not necessarily 100% canon. They're like footnotes on the story. You know what I mean? So we can't really compare them as well because Mugen Train does something very interesting that I feel that very few anime films do. Is that Mugen Train is an actual arc in the book, in the actual manga. It's not just a shoot, a offshoot film that is supposed to show you this random story so we can watch these characters in a different setting. This is actually the progression. We practically got season yeah. two of Demon Slayer in a film. I wouldn't say the entire season two, but a big chunk of it, yeah. To me, this feels like season two. That's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, that because of how much that happens... Um, because you know that in an anime, you mostly get you either get one arc for a season or you maybe get two. But if 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 some seasons are greedy, you get three. But that's very rare. Like the best animes will give you one arc per season or at least two, right? Yeah. So I think it was very smart of what they did to to do Mugen Train to do season two. This is the way I see. I mean, of course, we know that when season officially two comes out. It's going to be called season two, and it's going to be the continuation after Mugen Train. But to me, season two, Mugen Train feels like season two of the anime because there's so much character development, um, at least for the main character. A lot of big moments occur, a lot of surprises, 
And I think what makes this movie so good, and, and I want to hear your thoughts on this because we love to comment on films and stuff like that, is that the pacing of this film is it's is is seamless. I think this is one of the best paced anime movies I've ever seen. It never slows down and never goes too fast. It gives you a lot of information in very digestible chunks. I felt that this movie grabbed me and didn't let me go till the end. Quick question. Yeah, don't you go through the synopsis first before we go into this? Well, I, I will, I will, but keep in mind, everybody's seen this movie already. You know what I mean? So, but I, but I get what you're saying. We did a synopsis of Cowboy Bebop, and that's it. That's pretty much uh, everyone watched. It. True, true, true. <clears throat> so, okay, here's a quick synopsis of Mugen Train. So, um, before the synopsis, guys, here at the Adam Shurtaku, we analyze, we talk, and we uh, enjoy discussing anime films, anime manga, and anime seasons of shows. Um, Isaac, uh, Mike, and Leo are constantly covering My Hero Academia Weekly. I cover manga uh, with Isaac on the side, and we cover different movies and films that we look are interesting. Um, we do a Netflix animus and all that stuff. If you love what we're doing, go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to the Amateur Taco Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at amateur otaku pod as you can see on the screen so make sure you join the conversation there as we talk anime weekly um and if you have any conversations or suggestions of things that you would like us to cover in the future feel free to send us know and we will cover it on the show now here is a quick um synopsis of uh of mugen train so pretty much mugen train um picks up right where demon slayer um, season one wrapped up. Um, we find that Sinetsu, Inosuke, and and Tanjiro and Netsuko make it to the main Demon Slayer base. They meet the master. The master acknowledges Netsuko, and after he trains and masters total breeding concentration constant, um, the 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 big three, which in this case are Sinetsu, which is um, Isaac's favorite character. <laughs> Sanitsu, um, Inosuke, and Tanjiro are are tasked with joining the Hashira Demon Slayer Rinjoku on a high class mission on the Mugen Train Trail. Um, there is a apparently there's been multiple people that have been disappearing while traveling on this tr on this Mugen Train, uh, and they are supposed to go there with Rinjoku to find out what is the mystery. And if demons are related, which is, well, of course, what we suspect with what's going on on the train. Great tragedy ensues. Um, in depth, uh, we learn more. I um, we learn more about Tanjiro's determination and past. We meet great characters. We have great action and a very big epic finale that I think sets up a big sets up what's coming next in the show and what I would consider will be season three or season two. So we're going to talk about this with this movie. We're going to spoil a lot of it. We're going to share our honest thoughts about uh, our main character's missions on that moving train with Rinjoku. And um, this is our discussion.
So yeah, Moon Train. <laughs> Very simple premise. Mission on a train. Literally, all, this 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 reminds me of Final Fantasy VI. How you have the whole ghost train thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So isn't it that um, the game where you can punch a punish a train and all? No, literally, the final villain is an actual train. Yeah. On that section of the game, so. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is the author of Demon Slayer's nod to um, Final Fantasy VI, which, by the way, is one of the best games in the series. So, not all you want. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, there's not much of a synopsis. I mean, they're on a mission on the train, and crazy stuff happens. Um, so, I think going back to what I was talking about the pacing, because I want to hear your thoughts. I think this movie is exactly what it needs to be in terms of its time duration i think the pacing is superb i think that every action set piece that we see gradually gets better and and surpasses the previous one you know how sometimes certain movies or certain anime films to a degree can make the mistake of having the highest point in action in the middle and it kind of just smooths out i think this movie continually surprises you which is why, to me, it feels like a genuine story arc. It doesn't feel rushed in any way. Like, like if they said, if they set out to cover three volumes or whatever the Mugen Train arc covers, you can feel that they t- made sure to take care of all those beats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and even if they cut stuff out, which I don't know because I haven't read it, it doesn't feel that way. And I think it was just stupid smooth. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, what are your thoughts about the pacing? I mean, I don't think I want to talk about the animation myself, unless you want to, because you and I both know that the animation of Demon Slayer has always been phenomenal. Um, but what are your thoughts, general thoughts about the movie? Well, first, uh, first and foremost, about the anime, there were some spots in the movie that there was some leery jarring. 3D animation for me in contrast to the 2D animation and uh, instead of just uh, it being a complement to the 2D animation and I will say it was rather jarring it wasn't that that often but it was there I will admit when it comes to the actual movie well Senitsu didn't have that big of a role, so that's always a plus. Easily the worst character in the entire series. <laughs> and I still... I, I, I can understand him more that he shouted towards Inosuke and he's I'm gonna kill the, uh, this beast and just never sit down. I will give him that when he shouted about that one. Yeah. But his usual spinius when he's oh, there's no off. Yes, shut up, you're a demon slayer. Shut up. <laughs> and I, which makes me just. Uh, but yeah, the lack of uh, Senitsu is always good in my book. And uh, <laughs> and for what, uh, what I care, he, uh, that character can uh, burn, uh, at least. Uh, from where we are in the anime, he, he can uh, burn down to the ground as far as I can care. Wow. So that that's that's kinda that's kinda fucked up. 
<laughs> yeah, but I don't like that character. I want to beat them. Fair, fair. Uh, but let's okay. So but, we know we know what you okay. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. But when it comes to the rest of the film, I think I think you're absolutely on point when it comes to uh, when it comes to pacing and all that. Yes, because it it's sort of like a, I wouldn't say it, it feels like an entire season, but it does feel like maybe half a season. Maybe uh, a third, uh, like an uh, sort of, if that makes any sense, because uh, we we see series. Because my uh, biggest fear with this movie, though, doesn't have isn't indirectly with the movie itself, but there is rumors that they are going to do like uh, Dragon Ball Super did with its two first star, being that they. Recut the two first movies, uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection of F, into mm-hmm. anime and anime episodes. So I sincerely hope not for season two. But one thing that did stand out for me in a positive manner, it was the soundtrack. I loved it. Yeah, the soundtrack was very good. It just yeah. fits. Uh, it fits. Uh, it, it it was a perfect match uh, for this type of story. And random fun fact: the majority of the dub of uh, this movie, as far uh, when it comes to the main cast, is uh, is uh, Fire Emblem voice actors. Not surprised that you found a way to highlight that particular piece of information. <laughs> I mean, the dude the voice of Sanjiro is even the voice of Violet from Three Houses. Um, so beyond Fire Emblem, for the love of me. <laughs> I mean, he um, uses fire breathing, so it fits. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I can agree with you with the half a season. I, I do don't I really don't want them to do what you're saying. I mean, I would be very worried if that's how they're thinking. It, um, it's a rumor idea. so far. It's no, uh, right, 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 right. Right. And I would be very worried if they do that because I think that they have something very successful here. And if they do that, they're just gonna throw people off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't think it's the best season. I personally Mugen Train makes me think about one thing as well, in my case. Like, I wouldn't mind if now we wouldn't get seasons anymore and we would just get movie arcs. Personally, I kind of like that because I felt that I was able to get a complete Demon Slayer experience in these two hours of film than most of what I can get through a whole season, especially when you have to do fillers for TV. You know what I mean? So I I kind of liked... I say both, yes, I can understand that, but as someone that uh, hasn't even gotten Heroes Rising yet, uh, and uh, Lord knows no. how long I... Yep, I, I don't yes. disagree with you. I'm yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. At least yeah, I, I get disagree- uh, episodes in the time. Yep. I don't disagree with you at all. And I know it's like one of those things like, no, seasons are better, but then I got like movies, and it's like, I'm kind of debating that in my mind. I just like the idea. 
Um, but I really enjoyed the film. And and go ahead. Would it be uh, an easily distributed as uh, normal movies uh, would probably uh, worldwide? I mean, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. It's just that uh, they are so horrible and uh, distribute them worldwide. So yeah. So I, I kind of want to leave the whole Renjoko conversation towards the end. Um, let's can we talk about the villain or villains kind of they were a bit even with the context context of the first season I will admit they were rather lackluster uh, villains is arguably the weakest part of the entire story honestly yeah because because we know for a fact that these are not the big bad you know like um, Maybe it's just me, but one of the villains, it just felt like uh, said, uh, said uh, the character just came out of nowhere, if I'm being honest. Um, you mean like, you mean um, Asura is his name or whatever? Akasa. Like the one, Akasa. Yeah, the one that came out at the end. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. That came out of nowhere. But I think... But you know what's interesting? It kind of, I feel like the movie kind of played the Marvel card where it's all about the hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the villains are like in the background. And if it wasn't because the, the story of the heroes was so good and so powerful, I would say there's no good. You know what I mean? Because the time that we spent with Tanjiro was very meaningful. And and the insight to who he is to me was like very powerful. So I really appreciated that and and that development, like the whole thing of him understanding that he needs to kill him, kill himself in the dream to come back to life, and the fact that he would do it over and over again just because he understood what he understood that for him to be happy. It's not about never going through pain, but he needed to accept the pain of who he lost. You know what I mean? He needed to accept that what happened happened. You know, and it was just uh, it was just brutal. Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> but to think that that being as brutal as it was, and the fact that he he could still be who he was. You know what I mean? Like, like you can see that whenever that team, that kid looked at his heart, you could see that Tanjiro, Tanjiro's essence. He still wanted to be a good person. He wasn't tainted by the pain that he had gone through, which kind of like makes him shine like a character, you know? Um, and I like that they display the effect that his, his his view on life and things makes give makes on other uh, the effect that he has on other people. I think that was a nice touch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I can agree with that. So so that was that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, about the villains, I'm not going to disagree with you. They were a little bit lackluster, um, but I but I like the fact that they were creative. Uh, even though 
part of me feels that this was all a Final Fantasy VI knockoff. I think it was a good Final Fantasy VI knockoff. You know what I mean? Um, it felt original. It felt that it that it fit with everything they were doing. Um, and I think it was creative the way they needed to divide themselves and everybody had a role in saving um, the people and keeping everyone safe and all that stuff. Um, I did find it surprising that that it was a duo between Inosuke and, and Tanjiro that saved the day in the train. You know what I mean? To me, that was interesting. And the fact that I know that we're kind of doing that to save Renjoku for the finale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we were gonna get what because we were gonna get what we got with Renjoku at the end. Um but I, I like the fact that we see Inosuke as a skilled fighter working together with Tanjiro, as opposed to him just being a crazy out of control person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of I kind of like seeing that side of him and and how his style works for situations like that and how he worked under stress. To me that was a, a good side, a good character development for him. Um I I like that. Um I kind of like I kind of didn't like the fact that we barely saw Nesuko in this movie. Like there was almost no Nesuko. Um that like, uh, uh, that I kind of agree with. I kind of feel that we saw more of Senitsu dreaming of Nesuko than Nesuko being herself, you know? And, yeah. and, and, to, and to me, that was kind of like the only thing I would say, uh, not that happy, not that crazy about it, but, but that's, that's pretty much it. I, I really like Nesuko as a character and she's cute and all and whatever. I'm just glad that, we, uh, that the orange haired uh, shout fest wasn't that much in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole thing with the villain, like Tanjiro being the one that beat the villain or was able to get him to be uh, being able to making the villain assume his final form as the train. Um, I think that was a good twist. The fact that Tanjiro woke up and beat him. The fact that Tanjiro woke up before Renjoku, I think that was awesome. Um, the fact that Tanjiro was able to fight off the demon. And the way he was able to fight him off, and the way the demon assumed his final form as the whole train, I think that whole thing was very creative and pretty cool. And I think the effects were decent for the type of thing that they were doing. Um, and it's kind of weird because you know how you mentioned that some some scenes, um, especially like the CG animation for the demon, kind of look a little off and grotesque, like they don't look they that they fit. Part of me wants to think that they kind of did it on purpose. Like it's supposed to stand out because it's supposed to be otherworldly, apart from the fact that it just looks like bad CG. So yeah. I, 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 so I kind of, I kind of forgive it, forgive it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean the movie, the movie's great. I mean the action was awesome, and I, I still dig all the color that they use whenever everybody's using their abilities. The shades of color and see that they use, I still find it beautiful and very awesome. That um, I can agree with. But I think it's time to talk about Renjoku. What do you think? Yeah. And uh, here's uh, my biggest crack with the whole this is it just feels the entire movie. You, uh, 
I say this as someone that liked it. The entire movie just feels like an entire MacGuffin to show how powerful the the higher ups is, and it, yes, that's the, I feel like the entire point because you could have how should I put it? Erase uh, the whole fight uh, against uh, the demon at the end and uh, his death mm-hmm. and all. Mm-hmm. And the movie would be okay. It wouldn't have uh, been as uh, probably as uh, been successful as it was because big mo- uh, thing with the movie is his sacrifice. Yeah. But considering how uh, that demon comes out of nowhere, it makes it just uh, uh, it makes it just uh, so. This is the entire point. Of the, uh, just showing off the, uh, how strong the higher ups is. That's the entire point. Because uh, yeah, like 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 the it, whole purpose of the movie was to let you know how how the series is raising the stakes. Yeah, they could have incorporated that element a bit better in my book, having it so that. Granted, I haven't read the manga, so they might have done some changes here. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, that I will admit. But to some extent, I would argue it would have been more streamlined and better if the first demon would have been the end bad guy. But but you know what? Um, you mean like Muzin or yeah. The train, so to speak. Oh, just just leave it at the train and that's it and not interest the other guy? Yeah. See, I I don't disagree, but at the same time, I think it's perfect the way it did it. Here's why I think that. Because, number one, this whole arc is, yes, I agree that it has a lot to do with raising the stakes and stuff like that. But the, the main theme of the movie is humanity's will to survive. That's the whole theme. Is it's it's is humanity's will to get up and fight. Is the is the exploration of that idea. You see it with Tanjiro waking up. You see it with Renjoku. You see it with the with the conversation that the master has in the beginning. Like how that he talks about hum, the humans will to fight back, right? And no matter how high the stakes are, humans will always fight back. So the way it ended, it shows you, because you, you see the same theme in different areas. The conductor is another evidence of a human's will for what he dreams of, whether it's good or bad. You know, he, he tries to murder Tanjiro because he wants to live in the dream world. That's another way of showing humanity's will because he's fighting for something. You know what I mean? And then the whole thing with Renjoku at the end is the ultimate test of one's will. Is he going to fall to the temptation of becoming a demon, becoming the monster, when his will to survive and to protect is stronger? 
So it's it's all about that conversation, which to me is why that final battle between that upper ranked demon and Renjoku is so important, because it's all about that. It's all about demonstrating that demons just want to live longer and are selfish and want to destroy. But the demon slayers are the epitome of showing a, hum- a, man- a humanity's will to survive, to protect, and to fight. You know, and and that's what that's the conversation. That's the whole thing, which is why that final battle to me was perfect. And also, it was a perfect way of showing off Renjoku as the ultimate demonstration of what that will of survival looks like. Because you could even say that even though Tanjiro is the protagonist of the series, the main character of the arc is Renjoku. Because he is what Tanjiro will need to become to be better, to be able to become, to be able to beat Muzan. You know what I mean? This is the first time we've met a demon slayer of this caliber. Be, because, you, you know, people can say that he know who Gyo is, right? Like Gyo, the, the one with the other water guy, the yeah. one from the first episode. But you barely see him do something like this. And he's not the talkative type. He's not, he's, he's kind-hearted or whatever. But he doesn't, like Renjoku, you can think that Renjoku is very, very similar to Tanjiro. You know what I mean? They both share that same kind of light and passion for life and for others, you know? Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, that's why to me it was so epic and so, heart, and so heartbreaking. Um, the whole thing with Renjoku and how great he was, how powerful he is, but also how he gives himself to protect others because Tanjiro is the same way. And and how he's able to do the ultimate sacrifice, and you know, it, it kind of it's kind of frustrating that it kind of ends like every other anime where the main character is like, oh, "I'm not strong enough." Okay, let's go train. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it ended like every other anime to a degree, but I feel that this is the kind of story beat that we needed, so that Tanjiro would turn the leaf into growing further because what if this didn't happen this way then we would kind of see if we would have seen renjoku's death in the beginning of the second season or whatever it kind of would have felt it could it, it kind of it kind of would have hurt the movie i think you know what i mean yeah you know I kind of like the fact that they had the balls of introducing this great character, but also closing his story arc and using it to inform where our main character is going to go now and where his mind is going to go and where his story is going to develop and stuff like that. So I know, am I talking a lot? Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. I I mean, you always talk a lot to what's new. Wow. But does it make sense? Like, yeah, like the whole thing that they were going. That's uh, that's not a bad thing uh, uh, that you talk a lot. We're podcasting after all. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think? Do you you think it makes sense what I'm saying? Yeah, Um, I think I think it makes sense uh, from that aspect. I just feel that they could have streamlined uh, streamlined the appearance of the 
uh, lost demon a bit. That's but you know what? Attack. But you know what? I also I also like the fact that he was there, and the time that he spent, because it it wasn't just about him being a foil for Rinjoku. They were also setting up his feud with Tanjiro. Yeah, I know. I know. That's yeah. why I, I completely understand why he was there. I just feel that they should. Uh, I would yeah. just have preferred uh, them to introduce him in a bit more not out of the blue in my book. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I can get that. I get that. I get that. that. So, which is uh, my, uh, I don't want to say problem, but but uh, it's just a pet peeve of mine. It's not that it destroys the movie or anything. I don't blame you. I do not blame you, brother. I do not blame you. Hey, at least it wasn't... Uh, in the uh, sea water gets uh, random uh, power up uh, of their ass just because uh, for because of uh, Akira Hirama writing himself in a corner. Yep. I mean it, it was something that was creative and it worked for 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 what they were doing so it worked out very well very well. So Yeah. I do not disagree with you at all. I do not disagree with you at all. So, I mean, but yeah, the, the whole thing, Renjoku's story arc really, really, really broke my heart in the best way. Um, I mean, one of the things that Demon Slayer has always done very good is is handling all the emotional arcs of the characters very well. I like how they make it very crude. Like, Like, these are people that are really in pain because they've lost the people that they love like like the idea that what brings all the demon slayers together is that they want to kill demons because they're all are brought together by the pain of the people that they've lost i find that to be very interesting you know what i mean like like the demon slayers are their own support group to deal with this problem you know yeah because and, and and I think what makes it all interesting, which I hope it's something they explore, is that they all are super different. Like they're very different personalities, very different people, different cultures. But what brings them together is this hatred, but not even not even just the hatred, but mostly the pain of the people that they've lost. And I and I, and I hope that's something they explain further on. Because I did find that very interesting, as in like in the, the end of the season. But that's something that you kind of see a lot here too. So, like, it's all about the people they've lost and the people they want to protect. That's what that's what drives the demon slayers and that core. Um, and I like how this show kind of expanded upon that too. So, I mean, the movie expanded on that too. But yeah, it's a great, it's a great film. I mean. I, I am definitely going to watch it again at some point. I think it was a great way to pick up from whatever the show was doing. I mean, I got I to gotta give it to UFO Table, um, which is the studio that made it. I mean, those guys have done an amazing job making these shows. 
I mean, they've kind of they kind of knocked it out of the park with Demon Slayer. It's just been awesome. So can't wait, can't wait to see more. Well, if again, my attention of uh, watching uh, season two, even though I might regret it with the whole Sinitsu yelling and all that jazz. <laughs> I guess we will see. I guess we will see. Hey, I'm not uh, the only one that calls him the worst character in this series. So, <laughs> so um, guys, if you like our thoughts on Mugen Train, let us know in the comments below. If you would like us to cover more Demon Slayer as it comes out, let us know. And let us know what you thought of Mugen Train. Um, we think it was an awesome film, and we're glad that we had a chance to cover it. Um, if you love what we do, make sure you click that like button. Click on the bell for notifications on YouTube, and make sure you follow us where all podcasts are found, because the Amateur Talk is available everywhere. In Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Um, Isaac, where can people find you, my brother? Well, you can find me over at the Wobum Entertainment with my work. I'm currently waiting on getting uh, my review of The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles Greenlighted posted. I have a review of Monster Hunter Story 2 uh, Wings of Ruin almost done in the, before I setting in, and I'm currently playing through Neo The World Ends With You, which is a big-ass game from Square Enix. And uh, I'm also planning on reviewing Horimiya for Boban. Nice. And you can find me at the Scarlet Fan 52 on Twitter. We'll keep in touch, guys. Have it awesome. Peace. Peace.